Quickly to Wall. Wall yeah. measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Wizards podcast on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. I am your host for tonight. I am Arthur Reynolds. Part of the awesome team at Wizards Extra that brings you some awesome content five days a week, normally hosted by Noah Getzel. I will now be co-hosting, so you might hear my voice a little more often. Hopefully this goes smoothly, just like the Wizards have been without John Wall. And in tonight's episode, I'll be basically giving you a preview of this weekend's slate of games. The Wizards have two games this weekend, one Friday night at New Orleans, and Saturday night at Miami, back-to-back this weekend, especially that Miami game. It's going to be a revenge game, and we'll see how that plays out. This morning, though, on my way to work, uh, Scott Brooks is joined on 106.7 The Fan every Thursday morning, around roughly 8 a.m., and this morning he had some interesting quotes uh, that I haven't heard before. Uh, He gave some updates on John Wall, for the most part, pretty generic that we've already heard that he's been practicing and that Scott Brooks is really impressed by the progress that John Wall has made after five weeks of not touching a ball, being able to you know, still shoot with confidence and still be able to do what makes John Wall a five-time all-star five weeks without touching a ball. Uh, one thing that he mentioned that kind of caught me by surprise, which... I don't believe he mentioned after the Miami game, but he mentioned that he brought spotlight to one of the biggest issues for the Wizards this season, which is late game execution, Uh, especially with the game on the line with less than 10 seconds left. Bradley Beal this season is one of 10 from the field. So Wizards Twitter always reacts and asks, why does Bradley Beal always get the final shot especially when he's not having a great shooting night. And Brooks answered this pretty interestingly for the first time. He mentioned that due to the Wizards' high turnover rate in that game, he didn't really trust the team to move the ball around and set up an actual play, so he just drew up an iso play for Beal, who he felt, and obviously we could all agree, Beal was playing at his best that night. He was shooting really well from the field, he had it going for sure. But obviously, the shot doesn't go in, so the overreactions come in. Honestly, my reaction is probably the same as you know 60% of the people that reacted to another game-winning, potential game-winning shot by Bradley Beal, which is just, we want to see ball movement. Although in this case, you know, Brooks might have a scapegoat because Otto Porter had injured his hip earlier in the game, so... You know, that's one less person to pass to, which is 
totally understandable why you wouldn't want to, you know, move the ball around. You just want the hands. You just want the ball in the hands of your best player, which in this case is Bradley Beal. He is your first time all-star shooting guard and he was having a great shooting night. So Brooks decided to go along with that. Um, I'll also be talking about Kelly Oubre and his recent anxiety and depression uh, revelations after DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love confessed that they've been going through, you know, anxiety attacks and depression. I think it's a very important topic and one that, you know, Kelly Oubre himself mentions as they're human too. You know, even though we see them as basically gods or superheroes, that they they go through things that some of us go through on the regular as well. But according to Kelly Oubre, multiplied by 10. So I'll be talking to you about that. I'll be previewing this weekend's games. And also on Twitter, I asked a question and I'm currently, you know, seeing some feedback come through. And the question was, what what's your biggest worry as we close out the season? And what's something you're secretly confident about, no matter how ridiculous? I'll be reading the best answers to this question, hopefully all Wizards-related, although the very first answer to this question was not Wizards-related, but that's what I get for trying to be smart on Twitter. So, we'll be back after this little break. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Now we are going to preview this weekend and see what games the Wizards have upcoming. As we mentioned earlier, we are at New Orleans starting tomorrow night, Friday night, against the Pelicans, who are currently on a 10-game winning streak. Unfortunately, or fortunately for Wizards fans, Anthony Davis looks like he is doubtful for tomorrow night's game, which would be a huge, huge boost to the Wizards' chances of winning this game. Currently looking over their play, they've been playing pretty well, and it's very surprising that a team with Rajon Rondo can click without any drama, especially after DeMarcus Cousins goes down. I honestly didn't expect, you know, the Pelicans to be around, but here they are. Uh, Taking a look at who they've won, who they've beaten. Uh, They won at Dallas, at at the LA Clippers, at the Kings, and that is so far in March. They've also won at San Antonio versus the Suns, at the Bucks versus Miami, the Lakers, Detroit, and Brooklyn. So, not to discredit a 10-game winning streak. But if we look at these opponents, a lot of lottery teams, or you know, close to lottery teams, but also some respectable wins at San Antonio, somewhere the Wizards themselves haven't won this century, I believe. 1999 was the last time... They won in San Antonio, which is before, you know, I even cared about the Wizards. Um, But also, you know, they've been playing, they've been taking care of business, which is something that the Wizards could definitely take note of. Um, Their matchup against the Wizards uh, comes after a really nice victory against the Sacramento Kings, in which Anthony Davis, of course, uh, went down with an injury, but still put up 17 points in 23 minutes on 7 of 11 shooting. Etwan Moore, Drew Holiday, who is someone that Scott Brooks praised a lot this morning on 106.7 The Fan, says he's very impressed with his game. Looking at his logs, he scored 23, 19, 30, 25, 20, 36, 29, 24, 21, and 22 in this 10-game winning streak for the Pelicans. 
So that is definitely someone to keep an eye on. I'm going to go out of a limb and let's take a look at who potential Wizards killers could be from the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm currently looking at their roster, seeing Big Meek, Emeka Okafor back in the NBA is definitely a great sight to see. He was a huge, huge part of the Wizards revival and, you know, journey out of mediocrity with Trevor Ariza back then when we traded for him. I remember Emeka Okafor being one of my favorite Wizards players back then when John Wall and Bradley Beal were getting into their own groove. Uh, Nikola Mirotic is coming off the bench for the Pelicans. We all know he can be an assassin from three-pointer. Let's see, who else? Anthony Davis, obviously, if he goes. But he's an all-star. Remember, to be a Wizards killer, one cannot be an all-star at any point of his career. So my choice for Wizards killer for tomorrow night is going to be, drumroll, Nikola Mirotic. We can never, ever handle bigs, and in this case, a power forward, small forward, that can stretch the floor. Just look at Bogdan Bogdanovich. You know, we saw him go off a little bit. Just look at CJ Miles with the Pacers, okay? We always struggle. It's going to be the same episode. Nikola Mirotic has scored 26, 13, 24, 13, 10, 14 since his arrival in New Orleans. So that brings us for Friday night. Saturday night comes the rematch against the Miami Heat. This time in Miami, unfortunately, I really don't see the Wizards pulling off both of those victories, but they definitely do have a chance as they've taken care of business once. But as you could have seen, that took a lot of effort, a lot more effort than it should have. But here we are. So hopefully Otto Porter can regain his health and be ready for this Miami game at Miami where the Wizards have constantly struggled against this version of the Miami Heat. Mainly off the top of my head, players that jump out without even looking at their roster for Miami. I think a player that I'm kind of 100% sure his jersey is going to be, re- be retired in the Wizards Hall of Fame. Um, that player from Miami would be Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson secretly comes out of nowhere every game against the Wizards. And somehow his athleticism, his shooting just multiplies against the Wizards. After scoring five points on two of eight shooting, Tyler Johnson had 21 points on eight of 15 shots against the Wizards and basically cementing his place in the Wizards Killer Hall of Fame. So again, for my Wizards Killer against the Heat in Miami, I'm going with Tyler Johnson once again. If Kelly Olniak does something after going one for seven against the Wizards the first game, I will probably be, you know, cringing as it will remind me of game seven against the Celtics. I'm sorry I had to bring that up, but I just did because it's impossible to talk about Kelly Olniak and not mention game seven. So I'm really sorry. I hope you guys continue to listen to this podcast after bringing up that sore wound. Let's take a little break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I am your host, Arthur Raynault. You can find me on Twitter at District Mamba. So let's get into Kelly Oubre's recent admission of his battles with anxiety and depression. After Kevin Love revealed to the Players' Tribune in a letter confessing that he has often battled panic attacks and anxiety before basketball games, in fact, so big that he has missed 
more most recently a game against the Atlanta Hawks, I think back in November. This has becoming this is becoming a very serious topic in the NBA, especially considering, you know, this might be the biggest marquee name to come forward battling this, you know, battle, battling this battle that a lot of us suffer through on the everyday, such as uh, DeMar DeRozan as well has come through and, you know, admitted to battling some anxiety and depression. And Kelly Oubre last night on NBC Washington revealed that he also is battling depression. And honestly, my, my initial reaction was definitely shocked because how he carries himself on the court with his fashion and before games with his pregame dabs and, you know, how he dresses. One would never assume that a player like him, you know, is battling anything like depression or anxiety. One would think that he is overly confident and happy and all that good stuff and, you know, just rubs off. But here we are. He admits it and he credits his dad to showing... Uh, telling him when he was younger to never show when you are weak, you know, because that obviously makes you vulnerable. And Kelly Oubre has taken that to heart. But, you know, eventually, you know, everything catches up and he admitted to battling some depression and anxiety. And it's definitely a task. And I don't know how many of you listening might have similar struggles, but even if it's, you know, to its highest degree or even to its most minimalist, um, that's definitely an issue that, you know, the everyday person goes through. And Kelly Oubre mentioned how, you know, people see him as a superhero or as, you know, a god or something similar like that because he's in the NBA. But little did little do, do we know that he is also battling some of our battles, but 10 times bigger. You know, that's a direct quote from him, the 10 times bigger, the magnified, because, I mean, you know, anything he does, he's going to be on camera. Whether it's at home, whether it's on the court, whether it's in the locker room, somebody's going to tweet about it. Someone's going to write about it. So that's where we're at with Kelly Oubre. Obviously, we hope that he can continue to succeed in winning his battle. But obviously, we understand that every player is definitely going through something at some point or another. Let's take another break, and we're going to get to the latest in Twitter. The Twitter question that I put out earlier and I'm still getting answers for. The question was, what's your biggest worry as we close out the season? And what's something you're secretly confident about closing out the season? We'll be right back. Welcome back. Just as a reminder, I am your host, Arthur Renault. This is my first time hosting this podcast by myself, but I think it's going pretty well. So let's get to my question on Twitter for tonight. The question, just in case you're just tuning in, what's your biggest worry as we close out the season? Also, what's something you're secretly confident about, no matter how ridiculous? Let's take a look at some of these responses, because some of them are definitely golden. All right, so first up, we had our first response from Aaron Rupar. Shout out to you. Thank you very much for participating. His answer, death is usually a top of my list of worries. Thank you very much. Death is also one of my biggest worries. The first actual Wizards response from a Wizards fan, at Xavier DGD, his biggest worry is John Wall rushing back, which with the Wizards in previous years has always been a definite 
definitely cause of concern, mainly because our training staff, at least back then, something would be day to day and it end up being two months. So definitely not having Wall rush back. We already went through this, you know, at this point, 10 years ago with Gilbert Arenas when he rushed back with an injury, knee injury. But I think the teams were set up differently back then, you know. Although one could argue that team had three all-stars in total and this one only has two, but here we are. And his, his uh, what he is secretly confident in he writes, John Wall's return propelling the team and the reemergence of Otto Porter. Well, I think Otto Porter's play has actually taken off, which is a great sight to see because now he's becoming, you know, more of an independent player and not really reliant on Wall or anybody else setting him up. By the way, I am taking care of some dogs this weekend and also a very loud bird. So if you hear the bird or the dogs, I apologize. Next up was Tony Kombucha. Thank you very much, Tony, for participating in the podcast. His response was, Beal is playing too many minutes and may get injured Jimmy Butler style as a result of too many minutes. I tweeted uh, last game at the end of the game that Bradley Beal is averaging 41 minutes in his last three games. I think the totals were 39, 45, and 42. Um that is not sustainable by any means. So, Tony, I 100% agree with you. A Jimmy Butler-style injury is basically at the horizon for Bradley Beal. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Next up is AJVA. Thank you very much for answering our question, AJ. His answer was integrating Wall back in right near the playoffs with some tough first-round matchup possibilities is his biggest worry. And his biggest confidence his secret confidence is nothing. So back to your biggest worry as we close out the season. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a, an unknown at this point what it's going to be like. But I honestly think it's a bunch of media hype. You know, I think the Wizards will be fine. I think if anything, the Wizards have developed an ability that we haven't had in Wall's tenure here in D.C., which is not blowing a point and not blowing any leads when Wall goes to the bench. The Wizards have actually groom some of their bench and learned who can play who can contribute who can't who should play where so i'm hoping that this translate once wall comes back thank you again aj for participating next up is at capish manica at capish manica sorry if i'm destroying your twitter names but i'm trying my best um, his biggest worry is Beal's minutes and his secret confidence is don't need home court to win first round. Capish is going into something that I am secretly confident about, but I will get into that later. Thank you very much for participating, Capish. And our own Noah Getzel. Oh my God, you guys can hear the bird. There goes the bird. Okay, so our own Noah Getzel decided to participate in the podcast question so for his response he said health especially for wall and porter and his secret confidence is uber entering postseason beast mode so health is obviously a big question mark for this wizards team right now especially with wall's return and also porter's uh ailing hip injury at this point which has been going on for years so hopefully everything works out. Thank you, Noah, for participating on our Twitter question. Next up is Sean P. Sean P. Muth. At Sean P. Muth, thank you very much, brother, for participating. Um, his biggest concern is a drastic injury, whether it be to Beal, which everything is setting up to be, 
also while not coming back to his potential, which is definitely, you know, a possibility, especially in that short period of time that he has to regain his form. He secretly thinks Walt comes back and we turn into a monster in the playoffs, go toe-to-toe with anyone. Sean, you'll find out very soon what my secret confidence is, but I must say I agree with you. Thank you very much for your answer. I'm going to get to a few more because I'm running out of time here. But let's see. Let's go to David Gaines at Nats and Cats. His biggest, conf- uh, biggest worry is that John Walt won't b- return to form. And his biggest or his secret confidence is Jan Mahimi will be in the NBA top five for block shots post All-Star break. David, you bring up an excellent point about Jan Mahimi and his ability to protect the paint. He's been more active, whether it's blocking, whether it's rebounds, whether it's actually scoring more than 10 points off free throws or just making all his free throws. All right, let's get to one more. Hmm. All right, I like this one because this has to do with my answer to my own question, which I'll get to in a second. Let me get away from these birds and animals. Okay, at Guntolga, at Tolga12, underscore 12, He says, I'm confident we will seep the Raptors if we see them in the second round. Well, Guntolga, I completely agree because here is my biggest worry is obviously injury and the amount of minutes that Bradley Beal has been playing. You know, it's going to catch up to him. He He does have a history of injuries. And the part that I am secretly confident about is... Drum roll. Too many drum rolls this episode. But my biggest secret confidence that of the Wizards this year for the rest of the season is that we are going to make an Eastern Conference Finals trip. Why do I say this? Because I am looking at, honestly, there's no reason. This has to be the year that it happens, okay? With Cleveland struggling, you know, overhauling their roster, incorporating new pieces, and with the Celtics losing Gordon Hayward minutes into the 2017-2018 season, the Wizards were poised to be a team of destiny. But with injuries and, you know, just some awful play to start off the year, they're where they are, which is the fourth or fifth seed. But honestly, and this has been a really big Twitter topic, when we lost to the Raptors and the Warriors, you know, we were in both of those games and we were down John Wall. And if the narrative is that we are better without John Wall, and some of the reactions after those games were similar to the likes of, man, the Wizards could really use another all-star. Well, guess what? There's one coming. There's one that's been in this city that's owned this city for the last seven to eight years. And he's going to come back for the playoffs. It's just a matter of at what level. So if he doesn't reach his, you know, his full potential, he could come off the bench. If he does reach his full potential, but we have to tame his minutes, there's Thomas Sadoransky, who at, some have been comparing to Linsanity, even though it's, I don't think it's to that magnitude. But we have depth. The only position that I am concerned about is the backup shooting guard. And also, I'm going to give another shout out to an awesome uh, concern from at Wallstar2 underscore. 
that our bigs won't defend or rebound good enough to get us past the second round. That is definitely an excellent point um, at Wall Star 2 because we've seen it before, whether it's Al Horford destroying us or Paul Millsap, Paul Millsap destroying us. There's always, you know, or Kelly Olniak. Oh my God, that's the second time I've mentioned him. But there's always something that the Wizards are lacking that is exposed in the playoffs, such as, you know, losing to the Indiana Pacers because we couldn't guard David West or losing to the Atlanta Hawks because, you know, we relied way too much on John Wall. Okay, so there's always something that brings up, you know, it's ugly face that we can't defend bigs, especially stretch fives. So we'll have to find out what happens. But thank you all for participating. Thank you all for joining me on this episode of the Locked On Wizards podcast. I am your host, and I will be co-hosting here in the future alongside Noah Getzel, who's doing a fantastic job and definitely giving at Wizards Extra an excellent reputation inside and outside of Capital One Arena. Thank you very much for joining me. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you review. Give us a shout out on Twitter. And thank you to all that participated. Have a great night. Yo, thanks so much for the shout-outs, Arthur. I appreciate it. This is your Locked On Wizards host from Wizards Extra, Noah Getzel, by the way. Arthur's going to have a much bigger role here on Locked On Wizards podcast and uh, program on the Dash radio network, Nothing But Net. In honor of Thursday's International Women's Day, we give you some Tupac, highlighting the role that his mother played in his life uh, to end the night. So take it easy, everybody, and take care. Talk to you soon. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed, a poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it, there's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Dear mama.